Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, October 1st. And we are going to be talking about last night's preseason victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. And then I'm going to be joined by fan favorite Sarah Griffin to talk about all things Boston Bruins. Before we get to that, thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen of the day. Uh, It really means a lot that you take the time to uh, subscribe, download, listen, enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. The Locked On Boston Bruins podcast is free and available on all platforms, and we are getting so close to a new season. It really felt like almost a regular season game last night, watching a pretty regular lineup for the Boston Bruins, as well as watching it on TNT as they work out their kinks in advance of getting their regular season coverage, and uh, I'm excited to get into that game here in a moment. Just a quick reminder that you can follow the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me and my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren on both platforms as well, actually, if you want to follow along on Instagram. So let's get into last night's game. The Bruins returned to TD Garden under a brand spanking new fancy uh scoreboard hanging over center ice and they beat the Philadelphia Flyers 4-2 with goals coming from Brad Marchand, Craig Smith, Brandon Carlo and Jake DeBrusque. So all three lines getting in on the action, some offense from the blue line as well and one of the big stories was uh, the power play. Uh, The Bruins scored twice on the man advantage with both units uh, chipping in a goal, one from uh, Smith who uh, one-timed home a Nick Felino dish to put the Bruins up ahead 2-1. The first coming from Brad Marchand, which came off a diving feed from Taylor Hall, which we love to see. He lunged through three flyers as he fell to the ice to knock the puck across the front of the net to an open Brad Marchand. It was Hall's first look on the Bruins' top power play unit, uh, which he joined in the net front position, which was occupied last year by Nick Ritchie. Uh, it's a spot that he had a lot of success on early on in his career with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so the top unit was Bergeron, Pasternak, McAvoy, Marchand, and then Hall. He said the net front position, it's important, just like the goal. He's got to get pucks back for those guys as he gets more comfortable just being on the ice with those guys. Uh, you know, he didn't even have one shift, I don't think, with, with uh, Brad Marchand last season, both playing the same position. So they got to get the chemistry going, read their game. At the end of the day, it's about making plays and contributing to a unit that's really important to the group. And that was a lot of fun tonight, he said. He's not going to be a Nick Ritchie, he said. He's not 230 pounds, not going to be a guy who stands and screens the whole time, playing to his strengths, uh, and yeah, just taking it to the net himself, making passes, ready for deflections and tips. And uh, that was a fun uh, unit to watch last night for sure. Jack Stanika got his first chance to center Hall and Smith during game action as he uh, continues to sub in for Charlie Coyle as uh, the veteran 
continues to uh, try to come back from off-season knee surgery. Stadnika didn't find the score sheet like he did uh, the other night, but Hall did see plenty of potential in his game. Uh, Hall said he thought Stanika was good. It was a sloppy game. He didn't feel great personally, and uh, he doesn't know how much he or Smith helped in the middle. They had some plays down in their end where they didn't get pucks out the way that they can and as cleanly as they can, but he thought they did a good job rushing pucks up the ice, getting in the middle, close on a few plays in the zone. Uh... Hall has said there's pressure on Stadnika to be that next wave of centermen for the Bruins, but he's got to forge his own path and be his own player, and he's doing all right with that. Speaking of centers, Eric Halla picked up two assists, including a, a very nice saucer feed to pick up a secondary assist on Smith's power play goal. He also added four shots, and he appears to be finding quick chemistry with Jake DeBrusque, Nick Felino. DeBrusque potted his second of the preseason after Hala pinched down the wall and blocked a Flyers uh, clearing attempt. So I said the other day, if that line can get going, then that will be a huge benefit to the Bruins. Um, And Hala said, I think we're just having fun and looking at this as a good opportunity. Himself, JD, Nick, we're just having fun and working hard. It's nice to have a couple bounces early and keep on building. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said, Hala's obviously been a good player. So far, he's been around the puck a lot, willing to shoot, make some plays, got good pace through the middle of the ice. He knows where he needs to be effective, and that's through the middle. He's in a good spot to receive passes, strong on the draws, a different pace in the middle than what the Bruins are used to as a left stick as well. Uh, All lefties on that third line, which is kind of rare. Looks like he and Jake played well together, so they'll try to keep that together. Jeremy Swayman played the full game and stopped 16 of 18 shots for the win. Uh, He was pleased with his outing, which included three stops in a shootout that both teams agreed to participate in following regulation just for, yeah, extra practice, I guess. Uh, I saw some comments after the game saying that he clearly looks like he's in a better position to start on opening night. Uh, I'm going to give Linus Allmark a bit of a pass, seeing as it's a brand new team. Uh, he's still getting used to the system. Did not play in front <clears throat> excuse me, of a legit lineup like Swayman did the other night. And uh, so I'll give him a little chance to, to get more acclimated to his new team. Uh, Going back to Hall for a second, he definitely feels more comfortable in a Bruins uniform. He said he feels a much more heightened sense of calm just because he's been around here. He's played the system, played with these guys a lot, knows the coaching staff, and uh, it's gotten him to another level in his game early on just being comfortable with everyone. And hopefully, he said, I can improve on my season last year with that added comfort. So that is a great thing to see. Now, the Bruins are scheduled to play Saturday at home against the Rangers. Cassidy plans to play a similar uh, you know, NHL-type lineup on Saturday. Uh, against those Rangers, a younger group will travel to Philadelphia on Monday night, and uh, then a more regular group will be back in action Wednesday against the Capitals in the preseason finale. Uh, so expect some cuts 
to be coming within the next few days. Linus Allmark is scheduled to play the whole game on Saturday, uh, and Cassidy said there will be cuts over the next two or three days. Whether they're all at once or we trim half a dozen or so, I don't know. He'll have to meet with uh, Don Sweeney to get more insight on that. But, you know, guys on some two-way deals, uh, Providence-bound guys will be sent down there uh, in short order as their training camp is set to begin uh, this weekend. So that's it from last night's game. Like I said, it it really felt like a regular season uh, game with the lineup they had in there and with it being on TNT. And it got me super pumped for the return of Boston Bruins hockey. Unfortunately, we have to wait 15 days for the uh, season opener, but there's a few more preseason games in there to tide us over until then. If you're looking for a fantasy hockey league and platform on which to host it, you should check out Fantrax. It's the free NHL fantasy league manager that is the most customizable and easy to use. It's a feature-rich platform, and this is where I take part in all my fantasy hockey leagues, and I am never leaving Fantrax. You can sign up for free today, and as a special offer for Locked On Boston Bruins fans, you'll be entered in to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn and sign up today. I want to thank you again for making... Locked on Boston Bruins, your uh, first listen of the day. And I recommend that you check out Locked on NHL as your second listen today, full of NHL information from our local experts and hosts. And uh, it's definitely worth checking out as well. Now, like I said earlier, I am pleased now to be joined once again by Sarah Griffin. She's been on the podcast a few times, and uh, it's been a while since we caught up, so... Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. And if somehow you're not familiar with Sarah, well, you are in for a treat. All right, since the last time I spoke to today's guest, she uh, renounced baseball and pivoted to lacrosse. She co-launched a wildly successful podcast, and she also introduced the world to a a revolutionary new way to get rid of hiccups. Sarah Griffin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Does does that pretty much cover it? Is that kind of what you've been up to lately? Yes, I think that's like my favorite introduction I've ever had on a podcast. (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) I I haven't tried that method yet, but uh, I've heard that it it works. Is this true? Or is this just something that's uh, gone viral for, for no reason? It always has worked for me and I've been doing it since middle school and it seems like the Twitter success rate from what people have told me I'd say is about like 90% and then 10% are telling me that I'm making it up but Hmm. I think that's a pretty good success rate. (laughs) Yeah if uh if if people don't know what it is it's what you you pretend you're milking a cow is that the idea? Yeah, you hold your breath and then you draw a cow in the air and then you milk it and you have to keep holding your breath the whole time. But by the time you're done, you shouldn't have hiccups anymore. <laughs> like how detailed is the drawing supposed to be? Mine are never super detailed because <laughs> so, I'm not a very good artist. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to, I don't know. How do you give yourself hiccups? I'm going to have to try to give myself hiccups and then try it. And I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say, report eat back. Drink really fast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, how have things been going? It's been a while since we chatted, uh, too long. And, uh, yeah, what's, uh, what's new with you other than all that? You uh, were big into lacrosse this year, I, I see. Yeah, I had, like you said, I made the switch from baseball to lacrosse. I'm getting ready now actually for the NLL, which, you know, big Canadian league. So I've yes, been yes. learning a lot about that the last few weeks. They've just put a bunch of games on YouTube from the 2019-2020 season. So I've just been like studying it. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah, I think I, I think I've only been to like... I went to one Toronto rock game a long time ago, but it was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. It's uh, yeah. Like the indoor, I guess that's the big difference, right? It's indoors this league. And yeah, from what it's I like remember, a it was style like style across too. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's super loud. Cause they like played music through the whole game too, I think, yeah. but it was fun. I liked it. It was fun. They play like where the Leafs play. Anyways, it's pretty fun. So yeah. When does that season get started? The first day of their official season is December 3rd, and then that goes till April 30th. And then the PLL starts again in the beginning of June. That's our training usually starts at the end of May. So that gives me like a month off cool. <laughs> between. Lacrosse, hitting the lacrosse beat pretty hard. Sarah Griffin, lacrosse insider. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Lacrosse's Bob McKenzie. <laughs> Let's make that happen. <laughs> so are, how ready are you for a new Boston Bruins season on a scale of one to 10? Uh, easy 10. I am so excited. Wow. I don't know what it is about this season. I'm so excited compared to like last year. And like even with last season, like things are getting back more normal mm -hmm. with the Bruins. But something about this year, even though there's a lot more question marks than there was last year. I'm super excited. Like I've never been one to watch every preseason game yet. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch like the first couple a lot. And I, last night I was kind of bouncing between the blue Jays Yankees game and the Bruins game, but it was, yeah, it was really fun to watch. Like what will be pretty much their regular lineup playing last night. And you yeah. know, I'm still pretty sad about David Krejci not being there. I am, yeah, pretty excited about um, Nick Foligno, for one. I'm a big fan of him so far. Um, I know Jake DeBrusque is a guy that has been met with a lot of criticism, and probably rightfully so. Like last season, he he wasn't mm -hmm. great, but there were some uh, like extenuating circumstances, I guess. Like he was on the COVID list, some, you know, uh, struggles mentally as well but for me he's looked uh amazing so far in in the preseason what are your what are your thoughts on Jake DeBrusque you think he's going to be in for a big year yeah definitely that's why because I don't know I've always been kind of high on Jake DeBrusque so I feel bad after what happened last year because I feel mm -hmm. like that's not a reflection of him as an actual player like you said he had a lot going on mentally you could tell like he just wasn't all there it seems like he lost his confidence and I know he's talked about it a few times now it's not yeah. a secret to him that the media kind of used him as a punching bag kind of mm -hmm. like dancing high in 2.0 <laughs> yeah but at the same time like he was not performing up to standards you know he's a healthy scratch quite a few times but I think already kind of looks like he's turned a new leaf in the preseason at mm -hmm. least you know 
that's not the best indicator of anything. Like anyone could be a preseason hero, right. really. But like <laughs> last night, like you said, it was pretty much the regular lineup. And I think he looked a lot better out on the ice. You know, he looks a lot more comfortable, I think, with that line, his hmm. new third line. I don't know if it was just last year, like him and Coil and just there's not enough chemistry for some reason. And like that happens. And I think it's good to have the new new line mates. And mm-hmm. I am very excited for him. I just hope now that with the preseason, everyone's so like high on him, like, oh, like Jake DeBrus, which I'm one of those people, like <laughs> revenge tour, redemption yeah. tour. Like, I hope that doesn't like <laughs> scare him off. Once it comes to the regular season, that was the best we're going to get. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he is definitely in a good spot, like playing, he's playing with a couple new guys. So it's kind of like a fresh start for everybody. I think Nick Felino will be good for him just kind of like as a, I don't know, mentor kind of thing. And I think he kind of had a raw deal last year too, like being bounced around. That was one thing I didn't love at all was how, he was put in position to like play right wing a lot. And that is not his regular position. So yeah. I think that really worked against him as well. It was like a kind of a perfect storm of a perfect shit storm for, for Jake DeBrusque last year. And I think that, yeah, I think he is in for, I could see him scoring like 20, 25 goals, which uh, yeah, he's due for a new contract next season as well. So that could, uh, could really help to secure him a a long-term deal yeah for sure i would say what did he have last year was like five goals i think he had like (laughs) yeah five goals and 14 points or something like that yeah it was like yeah i would say so the bar's low which is good news for him (laughs) i'm kind of glad they didn't trade him because his value would have just been like at an all-time low for sure it would have been the worst time to have traded him the only the only trade I saw out there that I would maybe have liked was um, there was a lot of talk about him going back to Edmonton, and I think Ethan Bear would have been a nice pickup for the Boston Bruins. But still, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that Jake is still around, and that uh, I think that third line spot is going to be pretty prime for him. Yeah, I think that'll be good for him. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in so many delicious flavors. There's really something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine. Now, not only are Built Bar flavors great tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, all great tasting and all healthy. Now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Now, football is back. Hockey's just around the corner. The baseball playoffs are nearing, and basketball is beginning as well. And Bet Online is the number one spot for all your betting action. They have a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. And they're your number one source, for sure, for everything football. 
Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Another guy um, that is up for a new contract next year, and I know he's one of your faves as well as mine, is, is Charlie McAvoy. Um, do you think he has another level to hit this season? And I'm kind of hoping that they can keep his contract between like nine and $10 million. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on, on uh, Charlie McAvoy? Is he like a Norris kind of guy this, this season? And what do you think his next deal might look like? Charlie McAvoy, it's so hard to predict what type of year he's going to have just because he already has hit such a high ceiling and so mm-hmm. young. And like he was like, a no- should have been one of the finalists for the Norris there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think this year, I don't know, like there's just never been any sign with him that like he's going to regress anytime soon or like he's plateauing. And especially now, I feel like each year he gets more responsibility, just not even just with defense, just leadership wise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to help him too. And I don't want to say like this is going to be his best year because I think his best years are still way ahead of him, which is kind of a crazy thought. But like you said, with trying to get him down on a contract, it's going to be interesting to see what he ends up getting considering some of the contracts we've seen this off season yeah. for defensemen that are around the same level as him, maybe some even a little bit below him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like Seth Jones, I would say, is below him. Yeah. Borensky, <laughs> I'd put below him, and those guys are making huge money, which is insane. But hopefully uh, hopefully Don can work his magic and get that number down a bit. It's not going to help that uh, last night anyways, we saw the power play unit of like McAvoy, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Taylor Hall, like if he can rack up the points playing with those guys on the power play, then it could be a massive year for for him, I think. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was watching that and I was like, this is a going to be dangerous power play. Unit. Borderline unfair how good that those five guys are together. I heard, uh, did you hear the story about how he was drafted that like the night before he was drafted? I heard this on the the 31 32 thoughts podcast they're talking about how the Bruins were ready to pick Dante Fabro uh instead mm-hmm. of Charlie McAvoy but then John Ferguson Jr. is like friends with Charlie's dad from when they were kids like they used to ride the bus together and McAvoy's family's plumbing company did like work on their house and so <laughs> That was like one of the big reasons why the Bruins picked Charlie instead of Dante Fabro is because of John Ferguson Jr.'s like friendship with their family, which is crazy how that happens in like hockey sometimes, but it definitely like, worked out I've for the Bruins. I've never heard that story. That's hilarious. It's insane. It definitely worked, worked out, out for well. the Bruins for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wanted them to pick, uh, I was hoping they'd take Jacob Chitrin that year and he's turned out to be mm-hmm. really good, but but uh, getting Charlie was was amazing for them, for sure. He's like, yeah, he's the, I wouldn't say he's the future of the Bruins, but he's like him and Pasternak are definitely the next, like, 
guys to lead the team into kind of the next generation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, kind of like a next generation between him and Pasta. Like, you kind of can see where it's going to end up down a few years from now, just who's mm-hmm. going to be taking over the team. And I think it's pretty clear it's those two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Krejci's gone. What were your What were your thoughts about him heading home this past summer? Oh, my God. I was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very nice. I'm very happy for him. And I think that's it's what he said he's always wanted to do to go back and play in front of his family at home. And he's definitely tearing it up there. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's like he's playing on rookie mode over there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was it's pretty... like every single day you see a tweet about him scoring. Yeah, scoring like a hundred goals. I was pretty bummed for sure, but I mean, yeah, I don't same with like Tuca in the bubble and now Krejci with this. Like it's always important to prioritize family and I can't, can't be too upset about him wanting to, I would have loved to have seen at least one more season with him and Taylor Hall together. But I think, uh, I think Hall's going to be able to, to hang with whoever he plays for sure. Do you, do you think Coyle's going to do uh take hold of that second line center spot and run with it? Or, or do you think there'll be some, you know, Jackson Nika maybe up there or, or some tinkering with that spot, or maybe they'll have to trade for somebody before the deadline. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards, but yeah. What, what are your thoughts on coil jumping up to that spot? I'm being optimistic about it. Cause I think Charlie coil, like, you know, he's been a very good team player, you know, he's stepped up when he needed to, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just don't really know if he's, a second line guy yet yeah I say yet I don't know I don't know how high his window is I'm kind of leaning towards what you were thinking with like we might need a trade for someone seeing how it all turns out the beginning of the season you know obviously those first first month or so like put him in there as much as you want like get him his reps in see how it goes with Taylor Hall so that's a big thing you need to capitalize on having Taylor Hall there yeah for sure and it just stinks like you said that David Craig you finally yeah. like he has this competent line <laughs> and yeah now definitely. he's gone I would have loved to see those two but yeah I'm gonna give Charlie the chance mm-hmm. but I think I don't know if I want to see Jack Stanika on the second line just yet yeah we'll see how his game is developing how it looks but yeah I'm kind of leaning towards more trade if Charlie doesn't yeah. pan out perfectly I'm pretty much, I'm thinking Jack will start in Providence for sure. Like even through all this, Bruce Cassidy said like, there's really only one open spot on the roster and that's kind of on the fourth line. Like it looks like Trent Frederick and the new guy, Thomas Nozick will be there. And then it's like, who's going to be the right winger between Curtis Lazar or Chris Wagner or even Carson Kuhlman maybe. But yeah, yeah, I think. I think Jack will probably start in the like he'll be like the first guy up in the case of injury kind of thing is my what I'm assuming what is is going to happen. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. I know I feel bad almost for Jack Stutnika because I yeah. feel like it's another season of him being like hyped up in the off season. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, he gained 15 pounds, like he's all buffed up. As if he's just going to like waltz on to like the right. third or second line or something. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, he he probably would be ready on like another team or um, if they hadn't signed like three guys that could play center this past offseason. Yeah. I think his time will definitely come. Um, yeah, I think I think he'll be he'll be all right. And I, I think it would be good for him to gain some confidence down in the AHL and then come back up. Um, what are your thoughts on on the goaltending situation? Tuca's kind of still banged up or, or working his way back. Uh, no real indication as to like if he actually will be back. Um, do you think the Bruins will be okay kind of rolling with, with Jeremy Swayman and, and Linus Allmark in net? I, I already saw some Bruins media people like saying Swayman looks so much better and, and Allmark's maybe not the starter, but he's played like half a game in front of a yeah. terrible like AHL lineup. I'm, I, I'll give him a little bit more time to get used to things. I, I think he'll have a pretty good season. What are your thoughts on, on uh, yeah, the Bruins kind of new look goaltending. Yeah. You know, me and Kendra were actually talked about this the other day because we both obviously like a lot of other people are very high on Swayman. But I was like, you also have to remember why they even signed Allmark. Like, you can't just go from Tuka and Halak to like, okay, here's this 22-year-old kid, but we're going to have this veteran goalie backing him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, When he has so much more, like, like, I love Jeremy Swayman, but he only has so much NHL experience. Whereas, yeah, Allmark's numbers maybe aren't perfect but I'm like you also have to remember he's coming from the Sabres mm-hmm. he's playing with one of the worst defenses in the league and his numbers were yeah, pretty good for being with the Sabres like he was like 9 yeah, 16 playing for the Sabres like imagine <laughs> what he'll be like with the Bruins and then I feel like yeah because Swayman had such he looked so good that first preseason game you know he's looked good this whole preseason and Omar like you said had like that half appearance against I think it was who was it the Rangers and yeah, 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 he had, it, was like, Ranger, he had yeah. it was an entire like AHL defense, like lineup. Like I would not read into that start too much. I yeah. still think the goaltending situation, I think Bruce Cassie said at the start of the preseason, he said nothing's set in stone. I don't think anything's going to be set in stone for a while. They'll probably, I would assume, just give Jeremy Swayman all his reps, you know, mm-hmm. but I still feel like we don't know exactly what Jeremy Swayman looks like as an NHL goalie just yet. Yeah. Yeah. He's only had like 10, like there are 10 amazing games, but it's still only 10 games for sure. So yeah, who knows? No, I, I would say, like you said, he had great numbers in those mm-hmm. 10 games, but that's such a small sample size compared to like 115 games. Yeah. Even if it was with the Sabres. We have been so spoiled in, I think I read the other day that like this is the first time since 2004, I think, that the Bruins haven't had Tim Thomas or Tuka Rask like in training camp, and it's just oh, insane God. to think about how how spoiled we've been as Bruins fans to like have both of those guys for so long, and now it's kind of the unknown. But I think the system is set up to. To kind of help anybody who who will be a net, I, I'm pretty optimistic about both of those guys. Yeah, I would say I'm really not too concerned about like like I don't think we're ever gonna have an issue where like oh my god we have no goaltending like mm. so bad. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. It's more just like oh who is going to be our like 
actual starting goalie and then what does end up happening when Tuka comes back if yeah. he comes back which he says he is we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah I would like to see him back I think it, it especially if they are like playing well and look like they could contend it would be cool to for him to finally you know help the team get over that hump kind of thing but not that mm-hmm. it was his fault that they haven't won I'll, I'll argue that till till I can't breathe anymore that 2019 yes, was that not was- Tuka's <laughs> fault at all uh, but yeah that'll definitely be interesting um, we're yeah we're about two weeks away from the season opener which um, it's kind of a bummer because we still have to watch all these preseason games but where do you think if you had to say off the top of your head where will the Bruins finish in the Atlantic division what uh, what spot will you put them in right now I'm going to go second. Wow. Behind Tampa? Would you put Tampa at the top or another team? Yeah, behind yeah. Tampa. I think that's fair. I don't, yeah, I, I think Toronto, Florida, they're going to be pretty good, but they're still like definitely unproven. I don't, I think Toronto's kind of worse than they were last season. That's um, what I was thinking too, because I, I think I saw a TikTok of Austin Matthews or something, and that like got me into like a deep dive of the Leafs. And I was like, ah, they still do not scare me in any way. So- I mean, right now they're trying to make Nick Ritchie a top line winger with Matthews and Marner. So, um, <laughs> good luck. I say good luck to them with that. I don't see that working I out uh, for too long, Ritchie, but I don't know if I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know if he's that level. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, before I let you go, Sarah, I always like to ask people kind of what else they're uh, enjoying these days, apart from hockey. Is there anything you're kind of uh, binge watching or is it all just getting ready for, for the new lacrosse season? I did just finish Ted Lasso and now oh. I've been starting to kind of rewatch it just because I liked it so much. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a couple episodes behind. I think they're. I started watching the beard centric episode, and it it was kind of boring. So I I might just kind of uh, rush through that one and then try to catch up. But this season, yeah, has been really good for sure. Yeah, I would say that episode was not one of my favorites. Yeah. but most of them are usually very very good and usually make me cry at some point. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I've teared up a couple times. When like when uh spoilers for anybody who's not caught up but the especially the one scene where roy hugged jamie after that incident with his dad Mm -hmm. in the locker room that yeah that was that was like a this is us moment it was beautiful oh my god yeah i couldn't finish watching that show this is us i started it but i'm like (laughs) i can't take all these emotions i think it's going into the last season my wife and i we've we've watched every episode and it's like Tears, tears per 60 is pretty high on that one. <laughs> That's why I had to stop. I'm like, I'm crying too much. We started watching the show on Netflix, that Midnight Mass show. Have you heard of that one? It's I've with, seen people uh, talking about it. It's with the guy who played Matt Saracen in Friday Night Lights. He's one of the main guys. Oh, I love him. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, it's like, uh, it's spooky. Like there's, it's like a, by the people who made like a haunting of Hill House those shows but oh, it's really good so far show. we've only watched a couple episodes but it's really good so far you should add that to my list because i yep. really like the kid that plays matt saracen yeah yeah he's really good what, oh yeah he was on that 
last time I saw was on that Good Girls show mm-hmm. with uh with like Christina Hendricks and Retta. Yeah, as I and, see, uh, I didn't even know he was in that. <laughs> yeah, he was um uh what's her name? Anyways, the girl that was on Arrested Development and she was like her he was her ex or something like that. He's it was like okay. a minor role, but it's pretty good. Anyway, Sarah, tell uh can you talk a bit about your uh your new podcast and uh where people can can find that? <laughs> yes, so I have a mainly sports podcast sometimes we go a little off the rails it's called (laughs) um, Saturdays and Seltzers I do it with my co-host Kendra Middleton we put out episodes every Saturday obviously and it is an interesting mix it's the most random sports sometimes (laughs) a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars content right I think yeah, I was saying you have like the Jaguars, you have all this lacrosse stuff, you have me trying to figure out what soccer is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it is it's whole, pretty whole entertaining stuff, for but sure. It's super fun. Is Kendra a big hockey person too, or not? Not as much. Yeah, actually. So her NHL team, she actually is a Sharks fan, but she's very big on college hockey and she reports on the Hockey East for Nesson. So actually this episode, we did a lot of Hockey East talk as well because I'm a BU fan. So we had a lot to talk about there. (laughs) Very cool. Well, yeah. So, and that will drop uh, tomorrow, I guess, right? Yes. Very cool. And where can people find you on, uh, on Twitter and your lacrosse stuff as well? Yes, yeah, so my Twitter is at SKG underscore 18. And then also a lot of my lacrosse work is on at lacrosse flash. Well, Sarah, it was great to catch up for sure. And uh, we'll have to make it uh, sooner than the gap between this and our last conversation. And hopefully we can catch up on the Bruins uh, fairly often uh, this season. Yeah, I was say we'll have to have you on our podcast now, oh, too. Oh, that would be very fun. Yeah, I'll have to get <laughs> pick up some seltzers. Is that the idea? You got to yes. crack one open while recording? Yes, that's that. That's our All whole right. thing. All right, just let me know, and I'll, I'll make a run to the to the old uh, the old liquor store around here. Perfect. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks so much, Sarah, and uh, yeah, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, you too.